As we wrap up the first half of 2022, I'm sure many of us are going through performance review cycles and ready for those one-on-ones with our bosses to discuss goals and all that fun stuff, right? Is now the time to tell your boss you've been in a rut? Better yet, are you ready to admit to yourself you're in a rut? Maintaining a work-life balance keeps getting harder, but it doesn't have to. This is The Big Balance, a podcast for anyone struggling to stay ahead or even just keep up with work, life, and everything in between. Join us each week for practical advice you can actually apply to get a little sanity back in your day. Hello and welcome back to The Big Balance. I'm your host, John, and I do not have the pleasure of having my co-host Brian join me this week. For those of you who keep up with the pod, you know Brian is in the thick of child rearing. And to make that sound a little less weird, he and his wife just had their second child, so finding time to record episodes with yours truly is proving to be a little more difficult than expected. Alas, we carry on. I'm sure Brian has little time for anything. Currently dealing with his work... Children? Moving? So I pose a rhetorical question to you, Brian, as you're listening to this on Tuesday morning with the rest of the world. Do you even have time to be in a rut? It's a bit of an open-ended question and has no right answer, but I think my thesis is pretty front and center here. You can't be in a rut if you're in over your eyeballs. But I do want to flip this thought a little bit. It doesn't mean that being busy or even being bored on the other end of the spectrum automatically means you're in a rut. Using Brian as our example here, and sorry, Brian, picking on you. Yes, he's been busy as all get out, but he's busy with purpose. Raising a child with your loving partner is the most meaningful thing most people will do. And it gives you purpose, meaning, and sure as hell keeps you busy. So what is a rut, and what's it like being in one? Give me 10 minutes, give or take, and I'll share my thoughts on the subject. That's why you're here, right? Dead end jobs, unfulfilled home lives, the daily grind. These are all things that probably lead most of us to hypnosis, which naturally means your therapist will pass out in the middle of the session and you'll be stuck like that forever. Sorry, obligatory office space reference. But honestly, what causes a rut and how can we escape out of those tracks and set a new course? Well, unfortunately, I don't have a one size fits all answer, but I do have some thoughts on the topic. I'm sure we've all been in a rut at one point in our lives, but for the sake of clarity and so we're all on the same page, let's take a look at the definition. It's a habit or pattern that has become dull or unproductive, but it's hard to change. I don't think I have any disagreement with that definition, but I do think there's a missing piece here, at least for our conversation. What forces us or encourages us to continue to stay in the rut? Majority of the time, It's external influences that just wear us down until we have little motivation or fight left in us. You've given up to the point of apathy, in the work setting at least. Given our stance on the job market, the easiest answer or simplest solution seems to be to pack up and find a better new job. But this isn't always easy, and believe it or not, it may not always be the most prudent decision either. It's fight or flight, and I think that you're just choosing the flight side. 
and I'm not pointing any fingers. I probably would do the same thing in many instances, and I may not be the best uh, example for things like this. So do as I say, not as I do. But choosing to take on your employer or job isn't the right decision either. We're not some double agent working on the inside to take down this big conglomerate. No, we're just normal people with normal lives, and the stress of work and home life often gives us little to no recourse aside from just taking it on the chin. I think we've all seen those memes or heard the stories of people just being worn down from their day-to-day job for 40 years and then retiring and you know, going off into the sunset, but I don't think that that's realistic or sustainable. So what's the answer? What can we do? Well, at the risk of sounding overly bright and shiny, optimistic, and everything is sunshine and rainbows, I think the answer is within us. It's within ourselves. The Lord helps those who help themselves, right? But seriously, the only thing we really can do and really control in this scenario is our outlook, our attitude, how we respond to these things. Yes, finding a better job with better management and better team might be the final step, but I do caution this as a first step. It's important to understand where all this ruddiness is coming from. What type of effect does being in a rut have on you? And equally as important, what type of effect does it have on those around you? Well, I think it's time to start asking ourselves some questions. Like I said at the top of the show, I don't have the answers for everyone. Your situation may be a whole lot different than the one I'm describing, but yet you're still in this rut. Why? Well, first, I'd like to ask myself what it is I'm feeling. Am I overwhelmed and I feel paralyzed with anxiety because I don't know where to start? Maybe I'm outgrowing my current role and desire more challenges or new work. Is the work I'm doing repetitive and I'm starting to feel fatigue? All of these things, in my experience, lead either to a rut or to burnout. And really, those are two ends of the same spectrum. In either situation, you're going through the motions and you're just trying to get by. Either trying to fly under the radar or keep clients, management, owners, whoever, just keep them at bay. Next, I try to identify my habits and see how I can change them. We all fall victims to procrastination, probably my biggest hurdle most of the time, And that leads to a whole slew of unfavorable outcomes. If I catch myself putting off an easy task while I'm in the middle of a self-proclaimed rut, I try to force myself out of it by actually taking some initiative. Some of us have roles that allow us to get out in front of things, while some of us have a very reactionary role. A call center or help desk employee can't call the customer before they're having issues, right? So try and find the little things that you can do that you can be proactive about. Once you start taking initiative, it's easy to keep going. This is sometimes the little push I need because once I see projects or tasks becoming easier because I took this proactive approach, it makes my life easier. What's the first step to actually running? Getting on your feet and moving. So now that you've decided to reevaluate your feelings and try to be a better go-getter in the office, that doesn't work. So what's the next step? It's to quit, right? Well, sort of. I'd say the next step is to explore your options. Yes, but to quit without any contingency plan is risky business. 
It's definitely worked for some people I know, but I'm too anxiety riddled to take that leap of faith. So I would definitely recommend job hunting first. And the reason this is a last or later step is because of all the nuance associated with this major life decision. First, you need to be sure you're making the right move. Second, you need to make sure it makes sense for you and your family. Just because a job has higher pay doesn't mean it's the right move. And third, job hunting is a job in itself. So if you're already swamped at work, don't expect finding a new job to be an easy endeavor. It's going to be more work. And it's for those reasons that I caution this as a rash first step. Be prepared to spend some time looking and interviewing. And be prepared to be tired of the entire process. But for lots of people, this step alone is the kick in the ass or the happy pill that makes your current situation a little bit more bearable, at least for a little bit longer and for the time being. But outside of all these work-related steps, during the hours you're not working, think about what brings you joy and just go do it. Yes, this is some loaded advice. I'm not advising you to say screw you to your partner and play video games or go play golf while your partner is stuck taking care of the house. What I'm getting at is remember why you work and what you work for. For me, it's the things that I enjoy doing and the flexibility my job gives me to explore those things. Yes, the job isn't always glamorous, but if I'm able to take vacation guilt worry-free because my job has a great PTO package, then yeah, I'm going to try to remember that when I'm in a rut. I'm also going to try to carve out some new routines for myself, both in the office and at home. Sometimes a little shake-up is all we need which is why dashing from your current job may not always solve all your problems, but it's a step to consider. I started planning this as a short episode not too long ago after I thought I was falling into a rut. And while I don't have any life-altering tips to get you out of it, I will comment that rethinking and rearranging my perspective certainly helped. Don't wait for a change to find you. Be the change. In this case, implement small changes in your work and home routine. For anyone listening, I'm curious to see how you fared and if you have any changes or results or tips that you want to share with us, feel free to leave us a comment or message us with your results. Um, Any interesting answers, I'll be sure to feature on the pod because I'm curious what other folks out there do. I'm in a rut. What do I do to get out of it? Do we even call it a rut? Is it kind of just a hump or whatever? We all have different ways to describe, I think, the same feelings we're all feeling. And at the end of the day, nobody really likes to work, but we have to. And if you do like work, tell me why. Because uh, I don't know if I've ever been in a position to where I can't wait to start my work day because I love the work. I love the people I work for, the people I work with, and even sometimes the type of work that I'm doing. But I'm not a business owner. I don't own my own product or my own business that I'm out there selling. So it's hard for me to take ownership to some of these things. Which is why I'm curious what other people are doing out there or what other people describe this as. If you do take that ownership or you do have that level of commitment to your job, do you fall into a rut too? Either way, like I said, any interesting answers will be featured on the pod, so be sure to let us know. Anyway, thanks as always for listening. Even if I ramble when Brian's not here to rein me in, uh, I enjoy talking with all of you, so be sure to leave us a like or a comment wherever you listen to your podcast, and let's keep the discourse going. Thanks for listening to the Big Balance Podcast. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and drop us a comment while you're there. Until next time.